Lads, pluses, punting masses. What the hell was that? Welcome to Maths, the final two nights delayed. Well, you have got time to watch them. If you haven't had time to watch them, bad luck. We're going to ruin it for you. And so we're going to get into two weddings and then we're going to get into what happened on Thursday night. And we posed the question, oh, by the way, we posed the question to the lovely lady that's here who hasn't been here for the last couple of weeks, the better half, the lovely Melanie. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh. How have you been? I have been amazing, been so incredibly busy, but been amazing. Been amazing. We're going to talk about how busy you've been once the busyness actually sort of rocks up. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that on probably, hopefully it'll turn up before the last Gridiron show, which is not this Sunday. You get a week off from the Gridiron. Oh, I, I near be thrilled. The last is the Super Bowl, but here we're talking about maths. We are. So let's get into it. Let's get right into it. Tonight we're going to be talking about the two other couples. First we're going to do the Tex and Andrew. Who's married Holly. And then we're going to go go into Cody who's married Selena. So that we're going to get into them later on. And also we're going to wonder have they got their freak on? Oh yeah, look out. Have those two got their freak on? Oh, oh hello. Someone's going to get their freak on while this podcast is on soon. But we better do this podcast to be a bit more professional first. Here we're going to talk about Holly and Andrew. And you're going to tell us about the spiel that Channel 9 put up. Thanks for ho- to Holly. Holly, 36, cinema manager, New South Wales, desperately wants to meet the love of her life so she can release her lifelong dream of becoming a mother. Realise as well. Yeah. After years of, and release, you remember, we'll get into that more about Holly and releasing things. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna get his C6 guns, what he's packing. (laughs) Of course. You know what she did when she took the robe off? Oh, yeah. Holly thought she had finally met her love of her life, having fallen in love not only with him, but his two kids, relishing the role of a stepmother. However, Holly was left devastated when he told her he didn't want any more children. Emotionally raw and vulnerable, Holly is now upfront about the feeling of the pressure of the time when it comes to having a baby and worries that the longer she leaves it, the less chance she will have of falling pregnant. So with her clock ticking, Holly has come to maths experts mm, for help. I reckon two kids in a family in 2022 is enough. But they were stepkids. They weren't her Yes, kids, but so. the dude might not have wanted any more kids. So it's kind of a little bit, you know. But hey. if she hasn't had a child. We don't even know what ages they were. Right, so she hasn't had a baby herself. No, they could have been. They could have been in their teens. I don't know. I feel like she has the right to be a mum. Yeah, but well, she's she has to take the. She got the package, so she's still a mum. He should have been upfront about not wanting to have any more. Well, that probably what didn't come to a bridge. We don't know. So now we've got to talk about Andrew. Andrew, ladies and gentlemen is a larger-than-life, straight-talking Texan with a passion for helping others through motivational speaking. 
twice divorced. He moved to Australia four years ago with his second wife. While the marriage didn't work out, they had a child who they amicably co-parent, his two-year-old daughter. The love of his life. Despite the failed marriages, Andrew still hopes his soulmate is out there and is prepared to walk down the aisle for a third time in the pursuit of love. He loves being a father so much that he would like to meet a woman who can have more children with. Perfectly matched uh-huh. by the experts here. Now, Andrew's a country boy. Zero-two scorecard in marriages right now with a little three-year-old daughter named Maddie. He sees a vision of an extra child in his family, which is pretty good. Now, Holly's fertility is not looking good at 36, but at the same time, she doesn't want to scare off any suitors. How do they test these people? Uh, you can actually have a fertility test. Oh, okay. Now, Holly has this vision board. Now, usually a vision board is used for work type ideas and motivation. This one looks like the workplace of criminal minds. An episode of you. This, Ooh, this, yeah, she's episode gonna, of you. Yeah. Do you think she has a glass box? I think she does. In a storage unit. In a storage unit. Yeah, mm. that's where that's where he's going. Mm-hmm. Holly is really putting too she's putting too much pressure on herself. That universe has brought my husband. The universe will bring my husband as she's walking down the aisle. The universe will bring my husband. One feels the slow cooker upstairs is just overheated. Luckily, she's matched with a motivational speaker, although it is weirding me out that her mother and both her sisters are pure blonde. Where's Whoopi Goldberg right now when you see, need her? Yeah, something that most people didn't notice. That the mother and the sister's blonde and blue-eyed and she's dark-haired, dark-eyed. Mmm. Kind of weird. And it gets weirder with that family. Do you want to know how weirder it gets? Later on you'll see. That motivational speaker came out in Andrew with that pre-ceremony letter. That was the pickup she needed. What a good letter that was. Different. Very different. It was a traditional setting. Now, that setting was nice. I reckon, compared to the, the uh, when you opened up your Pornhub account and watched the Elder and Mitch wedding, now this I reckon it was done in the same room. All the flowers were nice, except for on the floor. I didn't like the petals on the floor. No petals on the floor. No petals on the floor are a beautiful thing. Mm. Nice touch. No petals on the floor are a beautiful thing, did you say? Or no, they are. comma, petals on the floor are a beautiful thing. Petals on the floor are a beautiful thing, is what you're trying to say. That's what you're trying to say. Uh, no, that could be a hazard, a workplace hazard. Now, in all seriousness, listening to Andrew in the limousine talk, did you hear him talk on the way? He's pumping himself up, and he, he could be a real TED talker, couldn't he? He really could. So, did you did you like the way he was sort of pumping himself up? Do you reckon you could get him in a most motivational speaking thing if you were in his if you had a company and you needed someone to motivate the staff? You reckon you'd hire him? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Home oh, on the spot. He could be the prime minister, really. Way he's going on. Uh, and you could just see when Holly's mother throws in that "I hate Texas" line pre-ceremony that we can see where this is going and that the family are triggered. Green. Oh, seriously, they all didn't like it, did they? For some reason, why didn't they like Texas? Well, we're going to get onto that. Holly also looks. She looked traditional too. Good to see a traditional wedding dress with the traditional wedding setting. For the uh, a marriage for a change, and then came the holy shit she's stunning from one of Andrew's female friends. Well, we couldn't get it all too traditional, couldn't we? With that, and she too also hates Dallas, Texas, from Andrew. 
Now referring Savage Garden and Michael Bublé in your vows is probably why at 36 Holly hasn't found a husband. Throw in some white snake dancing on a car bonnet. Oh, right damn right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She should have thrown that in. Ah. It's the effort. It's the effort. Yeah, see? Mm-hmm. The effort you've got to put in. You see, you've seen the white snake videos. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the women dancing on the cars. Remember the 80s videos <laughs> with the wind machine? Yeah, but we're like 2022. Oh, yeah. So? Well, she, why is she referencing later. Sandwich Garden and Michael Bublé? I Bublin? think now they move like robots and stuff and it's supposed to like look cool. Oh, no. Yeah. No. no. It doesn't work for me either. <laughs> no, it doesn't work for me. The referencing anything like that in 2022, we'd be singing WAP. <laughs> and we don't want to see that on. Oh, well, I know Ella would be, 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 be liking that, but I don't think anybody else would be. Uh, and then there she goes, triggered over visions of the gun-toting anti-abortion laws and the MAGA assumptions. I have to think that over. She's going to have kids with this guy, assumably. So why would she be upset with an, any type of anti-abortion laws? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But all her fears are alleviated later on when Andrew reveals that he has, in fact, nothing to do with the man who was the President of the United States. And God help us all, he's hoping to be President in two years. Eh, God. Ah, there we go then. Holly and her family are seriously Australian Ozpol Twitter. She would have hit the... Block button over politics for sure. Now, Andrew had better get used to an audio version of the Wikipedia crossed with a dits after asking a simple question about preferring red or white. Oh, it's a simple question. (laughs) It's only a do you like red or white? Did she have an actual manual for that? I'm pretty sure she did. Oh, the way she was going. (laughs) That's how it was when she was reading it. (laughs) I don't drink wine. And I go into like the bottle shop and sometimes you want wine sort of thing. And it's like, you see the thing on the on the boards, the food that goes with it. Chicken goes with this wine. Steak goes with this wine. But they're all the same. So what's the difference? <laughs> Traditionally, white wine goes with white meat, red wine with red meat. Why? Because the flavour of a red wine is usually a drier, mellower flavour. It's a more richer fruit which complements a darker meat. Whilst a white wine is usually lighter and fruitier, it's probably more like um, a sweeter kind of wine, and it usually goes with a lighter meat. Okay, so I still don't get it, but <laughs> don't see how a steak, a nice big T-bone steak, tastes fruity. And what was the red one again? Red ones have a more mellow, dry taste to it, so it's yeah, quite compl- um... complementary to the palate when you're consuming Yeah, red I don't like a mellow dry steak. You wouldn't like any wine, period, so... No, I wouldn't. <laughs> okay, then. Now, the honeymoon was in the Hunter Valley, speaking of wine, which is good, which is why we got to that conversation. Could have been the looseness she needed as she takes control in what is now the viewing of the non-Texas tough side of Andrew. After they discussed his daughter, Maddie, and he broke down in tears. Yeah, I thought that was lovely how she instantly went over to him to comfort him. And I actually thought that was really beautiful. Hmm. Um, and I, I thought that showed an actual more gentle side of her. Um, and that was actually really nice to see in Holly, actually. Hmm. Mm. Now, he's not actually the big rough, tough 
Texans. Yeah, it was lovely to see that side of him also. Mm. But speaking from Holly, he's appeared a little more reserved. Okay, now we're going to get to the next wedding with Selena. Hiya! And we're going to get to Cody as well, who kind of reminds me of George Roper from Georgia Mildred. (laughs) What he looks like. As the self-proclaimed black sheep of the family, Selena is 32, a hairdresser and from South Australia. Selena has fallen short in the eyes of her parents who had expectations of her becoming a doctor or a lawyer. Instead, she left school early to pursue her passion for hairdressing. Half Cambodian and half Chinese, Selena is driven and self-sufficient, owning her own four-bedroom home in the hope of one day raising a family there. She says if her parents had their way, she would already be married to an older wealthy agent out to prove them wrong by not only succeeding in her career, Selena is hoping our experts can also help in her quest Mm. for love. And she's been matched with Cody, not exactly the most attractive male you would ever see on the planet. 30 swim coach, personal trainer and from New South Wales. An easygoing guy from Sydney's northern beaches, Cody loves nothing more than spending an afternoon at the beach with his mates. Having spent his 20s travelling the world and living an adventurous life, Cody put his love for adventure ahead of everything, including romance. Now, having just turned 30, he realises he wants someone who can continue to share adventures with, a partner in crime with whom he can create memories. Cody lost his father when he was 15. The heartbreak made him put the walls up, rarely allowing himself to show vulnerability, especially in relationships. So in the past, Cody has avoided serious relationships and pushed away any partners who wanted a deep commitment. Now, Selena's parents' attempts at getting her matched to a millionaire with a bad haircut and a... Penchant. Penchant for shooting missiles has failed, but being survivors of Cambodia, war does make it a little hard on them, if not being a tad harsh on freedoms. Mm. So what do you think about that? So you come from a country who's a bit dictatorial ship, and you come to Australia, and you're sort of still for the Australian ways, if you get what I'm saying, and you're still dictating to your daughter who they're going to marry and what they're going to be. Yeah, I think when, we, when we're talking about cultures, we need to understand that when somebody's been raised from a infancy, really, in, in their entire life, in a particular tradition that is cultural to them, it's actually a part of who they are. It becomes a very strong belief system. Mm-hmm. And even when put into different circumstances, sometimes they don't want to give up those rights, nor should they have to. But also, by the same point, when confronted in a situation where more freedoms were given than what they were given, it can sometimes be challenging for the older generation. So yeah. I think sometimes we have to take that into consideration. Mm. There is no there is no way the millionaire missile tosser is an equal to her fitness and doing everything together. Now listening, Co- listening, now listing Cody's vulnerability as a superpower, the experts forget energy into hard work is the key superpower on this show to impress. Now those lucky groom underpants may have proved oh. to be Cody's undoing did you, here. Did, did you see those underpants? I did. 
if the promotion claimed this was the most extravagant night wedding ever, I wouldn't have I would have hated to have seen the cheapest considering the Yuma solar lights dotted in amongst the weeds. I don't think the site has been sprayed for oh, eight months. It didn't really look like a good place to have a wedding, did it? Oh gee, I could have found a better place. Seriously, if you find somebody that looks like he should be in Don's party and dressed in a safari suit, the least attractive, then girl, go be with that millionaire. Now, Celine has popped a Pikachu icky before the ceremony for sure. That's an icky. (laughs) I can't read it properly. (laughs) Um, Another bride on the universe has brought us together trip. Oh, yeah, she was on a trip. Right. And she was on an absolute trip. The reception was getting a little awkward as Selena has clearly in her mind left the show already and had Cody packed his bags up in her four-bedroom home with the kids. She might have the plastic room in the storage unit. She could. It's mm. possible. That is possible. She is absolutely... It's always the nice ones. I don't know, because I reckon she has been. she is the tripping balls version of Tamara. Yeah. Mm. Who yeah. earlier in the show we did describe as a cross between RuPaul and Daisy Duck. Mm. 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 But Tamara's actually come along quite nicely. We're going to get to her on, later come on. Come along. Mm. She's, got a, she's got a nose. Well, you don't worry about her nose, but her personality, she seems to be shining a mm. little bit more, which is quite pleasant to see. Then the upper war, but then the upper war of... And Selena managed the downer nicely into second gear instead of zero to 100 in 5.4 seconds. Mm-hmm. She was just so. slowing it down now, people. She just sort of went, I'm just slowing it down. Now, it is interesting, the editing of their honeymoon box, as Selena, Selena is both thrilled and then kind of devastated. Thrilled that Katie's family believes his family would be 100% accepting of Selena, but it's the greatest line of the night and probably the greatest answer in nine seasons in regards to are you attracted to me question. Let's get that straight. Katie said said she was a gorgeous woman. He just hadn't found her sexually attractive yet in the form of... Do you want to know the answer to the question that he said? What? He said he hadn't found her sexually attractive... The schlong hasn't connected to the head yet. Yes, that's right. I one, remember that One part. of the greatest lines in maths history. See, now here's the thing about that. Selena is actually really gorgeous girl. And that's what he said. Right. She's absolutely stunning. And that's what he said. And I think that the reason he's saying that is his, his commitment issues because she came on so forward and was so lucky, like you had him packed up, married, married kids, everything all happening. And I think he's resisting that, so he's pulled this this out the box because, really, what's the greatest way you can offend someone? What's the greatest way you can offend someone? Yeah, somebody who's supposed to be a love partner. Well, they've only known each other for 20 minutes. But to tell them that you don't find them sexually attractive would have to be right up there, right? Because that instantly puts doubt into that person's mind as to whether well, yeah, or not well, you're well, going not to... forget that she's also said, he also said, you're gorgeous, yeah, but that means nothing. It's a backhanded comment compared check, to what he actually she's said. She's just checklisted him at the reception. Yeah, I get this. But I believe that's what the issue yeah. is for Cody. The greatest way to scare a dude off is to have him checklisted. Well, yes, that's true. That mm. is very, very true. But I think that's where his responses come from. Mm. Do not do not checklist anyone. So that was the greatest answer in nine seasons. And that's where that show left off. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. With George Roper upset in Mildred. Now we get to Thursday nights about the honeymoons. Hey, and we started off with Brent learning that Tamara screams in her sleep, but he learned that the hard way. In the middle of the night. <laughs> where he where she imagines there's either a burglar or a ghost in the place they're staying, which actually led to a humorous moment. It was starting to lighten up between them two. And Brent also known how to use the knife properly in his cheese cutting exercise for their romantic plans. She was not happy about this, not knowing how his cutlery was and not knowing, and that cake. But I actually thought the way he handled the whole cake thing, like I thought that was really good. We're getting to the cake thing later because that was revealed later in the show. Nice that he doesn't even turn, didn't turn the knife upside down cutting the cheese. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know what sort of cheese that was. You're a platter connoisseur and you saw the cheese. What do you reckon that cheese was? Mm, it was a round white cheese anyway. So I have no idea what that is. The comical content, here we go, comes from Brent when Tamara says the fire pit. Remember he had the fire pit going and reckoned it was too hot? It's too hot. So he turned around and said, well, the switch is underneath if you want to turn it down. <laughs> that was good. Brings out Tamara's admission. And that actually brought out Tamara's admission that she did, in fact, cut the cake with the knife upside down. Ah, see, now you would reveal something. Mm. And when Tamara reveals she has an imperfect, imperfect toenail kind of turn Brent on in the end. Seems he has more of a foot fetish than a foot phobia. Yeah, he's getting turned on by that kind of that foot thing. Oh, yeah, there's something going on there. Remember he had this, like a, what do you call it he had? A foot phobia. A turn off of feet. Mm-hmm. And then he was sort of like saying in the bed, hey, that foot, that uh, ugly toenail, whatever it was, is kind of turning me on. Which was kind of sickening in itself. Imagine if you got fungus. You'd be like friggin' just like, oh, baby, just, you know. He'd be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> He'd be like getting his freak on with that fungus. Okay, Brett, officially now, ladies and gentlemen, I think he aimed to do that. Remember he said at the start of the show, game on. Game on. He's officially brought red space inside Tamara's head now. That is it. That is done. Okay, now we're moving on to... We've already done the wedding of Andrew and Holly, but we're moving on to the honeymoon bit of Andrew and Holly. Okay, I'll start off. Now, Andrew and Holly had got their freak on the night that night after the champagne bath, and she saw the six guns he was displaying when the robe came off. And uh, they went on a nice romantic helicopter ride. You would love a nice romantic helicopter ride, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's one thing you'd love. But things take a slight turn for the worse when the honeymoon box came out. Why does the honeymoon box always cause an argument? I would really like to know. Is this a deliberate ploy? As the do you feel sexual chemistry question fell flat for Holly... With Andrew's honest yet brutal answer, the one night stands comment was wrong, and it was. He shouldn't have said that, um, which he later, yeah, yeah he, he later he said... did admit. But the thing about that, 
I think it's okay to tell your partner that you, you want more from them and you want connection, but do take into consideration in the program that a 48-hour period is pretty hard to build an emotional connection with somebody of that sort of length, which is what he was kind of going on about. You weren't with me. You weren't there. Well, he probably didn't even know all the moves that he seems to think he knew because that night he didn't rock her boat. Oh, hello. You're taking the other way. You're taking the other approach. I thought of thinking I'm taking the approach of when he said, you know, hey, my one night stand has been more into it. Well, they'll probably blow them in the bag and they're probably blowing 1.8. So that's that's one thing. Two, maybe he should, maybe if he wasn't impressed, don't come out and say, how about teach her a thing or two? Yeah, exactly. Or how about be patient and wait till you actually know the woman Mm -hmm. and the woman wants to actually open up to you properly before you just expect to be even mechanical you know, sex doll and actually expect her to be a person. How about bring some weapons of choice? How about bring some weapons of choice? How about you get out there on Google? And 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 to be honest, when he's going to put it out there and blame her for the disconnection, doesn't say a lot about where he's at, right? Oh, well, that's now getting a bit confusing because it's not computing. Because if he's so good in bed, well, then it shouldn't have been a problem, right? Well, it hasn't been a problem in the past, but like I said, some well, of these doozies could have blown one point eight. Maybe he's not as good as he thinks. Maybe he's uh-huh. maybe his wife's maybe he's always wives and faked it. Yeah, that's right. Because they're good at that. That's right. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. And uh, she might not have. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or maybe it's just the case of maybe she's just not. Mm, that's right. Mm. And why judge that? Because in, he's not even known her forty eight hours. Yeah, right? but she hasn't found a husband or a suitor yet. At 36. Well, let's keep going. It could be interesting. She could be cold Ethel for all we know. We don't know what's going on there. Where are we? We've done that bit. Yeah, he did apologise, didn't he? He did later on apologise, which I do applaud him for doing. That was good. And she did move on and forgive him, which Mm -hmm. was very, Mm -hmm. very nice. But, yeah. And now we're going to move on to, oh, Ella and Mitch. Oh, yeah. Mmm. Yeah, baby. Oh, we're going to move on to them. Kind of brings you back to the days of when we were in our 20s, Dale. Hmm? Ella and Mitch, you reckon? Ella and Mitch. No comment? <laughs> I take it not. Okay, where are we? Ella and Mitch. Okay, as at this stage, when we pick things up with Ella and Mitch, they still haven't got that freak on yet at this stage. But Mitch's romantic bath. Got Ella less turned on, more to the fact she was turned on by the fact that Mitch was wearing her bikini. She was really getting off on that. On the fact that she was, Mitch was wearing women's clothing. That's getting a little bit of a kind of a... One's getting off on feet. I loved, I loved the humour in it. Though. One's getting off funny. on feet and the other one's getting off on... Man. But like, seriously, go Mitch for making it like lighthearted like that. I actually thought it was pretty Did he actually good. have that on right? No, and it wasn't intentionally meant to be. It was just a bit of a joke. Oh, because it looked like he didn't even know how he was wearing it. Well, that's probably because he doesn't normally wear a ladies' bikini. Oh, my God. Did he know the front from the back? (laughs) Probably not. Oh, my goodness. It looked to me like, what the dickens are you doing, man? Ella was definitely... She definitely was... um, Once she got out in the bath and got out of the bath, watching Mitch in the shower, she was definitely getting her freak on, on her own, in the bath while he was in the shower. Mm, and I reckon all the ladies in Australia were sitting there watching him in the shower. Mm. Oh, look at you grinning away there. Seriously. I must admit his performance in the shower was of excellent standard. 
Which which shower? The first shower or the second shower? The first one. And he had two showers and they showed both showers. Mm-hmm. Mm, once when they had the bubble the, bath. Yeah, the bubble bath one. Yeah, and then once after they, uh, we'll get to that later on. Oh, yeah, and mm. that one too. Hence, that night, oh, we've got, we got to get to, we missed the first, next bit. Mitch is trying out the old-fashioned tactic of the topless back massage. Mm. Topless back massage, fellas. If you do the back massage right, it works. Hence, that night, they finally did it. They finally got that freak on and... And you know, Mitch is putting up the blind in the morning. There's two good views right there. <laughs> <laughs> With the swish. You like the little... <laughs> oh my gosh, the swishing of the hair. And then he had the shower routine going, the gymnastics in the shower. Which... I mean, let's be honest, it was a pretty good routine. Oh, you were impressed by the routine and the... You were impressed. Well, okay, then tell me, you think, do you reckon that was the most vivid part of last night for you was the shower, gymnastic shower routine? No, I wouldn't say it was the most vivid, but it was a pretty good view. Pretty good view, pretty good impression. What was the most impressive move that he pulled off in the shower, you reckon? I actually thought not so much even in the shower. I thought the impressive move was actually just running the bath like that for her. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> We're talking about the shower. Yeah, but in the shower, I've got to say, like, he was pretty good with the splits. Almighty. <laughs> oh, oh, unbelievable her watching this. Oh, jeez, I tell you what. Ah, now we move on to Selena, who's still reeling from the schlong comments. This guy, uh, Cody, looks like George Roper, of course, from Georgia Mildred, and thinks he's got a bit of a schlong on him. He's described it as a schlong, which he's sort of, I don't know, tacking it on a little bit there, I think. We move on now to how to... We've gone on from Mitch's nice back massage topless, which worked. That's how it worked. We're now getting on to how not to massage a woman with Cody right here. Somehow it turned into anatomy class. Did you notice? It did. And I really thought to myself, you know, there's the intimacy touch thing as he's giving her a remedial massage that you would give to a sports person who's just come off field mm. to loosen the muscles. Yeah. He's giving her a <laughs> massage like he was in the octagon. <laughs> you know? Fanny command. And then he somehow turned it into anatomy class. And then he knocked back the request for uh, to, uh, when Selena asked him to give a butt massage. A butt massage. We'll have to skip it along here because we're going to go flat. Dominica and Jack's adventures were kind of dull except they got to witness a birth of a lamb. I got to witness a birth of a lamb which was safe from them too because they're vegans. So it was all right. Although I think Jack might have grabbed it and dressed it up in a tuxedo, if he could. The little thing. And there wasn't really much excitement in the Dominica and Jack bits, do yeah, you think? Yeah, wait for her with Dominica. I got, I got a thing with that one. That one's a fly yeah, I had a thing. thing. I, I had reckon, a thing too. I, I got that a suspicion. Cause a whole with that one. Lot I got a suspicion with that one. But then they had the attire sitting there with their honeymoon box. The green wallpaper in the background she's wearing this white and green dress that looked like mint leaves I'm waiting for a koala actually to climb up that dress and claw into her it was terrible the honeymoon box again causes the fight I know and I actually really like the way Jack handled that hmm yeah and that's all we could say basically on that because time's going to run out we don't even have time to talk about Anthony and Celine oh my god! because gosh. my phone is about to go flat 
All I'm going to say on Anthony Insulini is I've seen the previews for Sunday night, and he comes in on his own, and you've seen it in the dinner party. If they don't play this as he walks in, I'm going to be very unhappy. I want to hear this as he walks in on his own to do the party. And just before we close, I'm going to say one thing, you know, about that whole um, Celine and Anthony thing. Like, they're right there is the reason there's so many blokes stop with the romantic stuff is when they meet up with a woman like that who is so rude and so, like, just completely ungrateful in mm. every way. It's no wonder that, that guys are afraid to show any kind of vulnerability. So I just, to me, like it really highlights a huge problem that, you know, you can't cry out for a really romantic guy and then reject mm-hmm. all the gestures he offers you. Think of Venus Canner. He comes from the same country. You wouldn't know who he was. Plays basketball with the Boston Celtics, but does bugger all and mouths off about other countries and thinks he's great. Did you know he's wanted in Turkey for terrorism charges? And the US, the only reason he's in the US playing basketball is they're protecting him. If he goes back to Turkey, he's done. So there you go. That's it because we have to sort of hurry it up before my phone dies. We'll see what happens with the rest of the maths thing, whether we do a weekly show or a nightly show, depending on material. And we'll try and work on that. So until then, we'll see you next time here on the Better and the Better Half Maths podcast. Say goodbye, darling. Bye.